welcome to the Taney Love Church Podcast. Our desire is to gather, train, and send those who are called to the kingdom. We hope this message inspires, uplifts, and equips you to fulfill the call that God has placed in your life. Thanks again. God bless. Y'all, y'all not gonna dock me, are you? Like Brother Moore would say, you're not gonna, you're not gonna dock me my time now, all right? Golly, nah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be before you long, man. Be just like coffee, hot, black, and quick. Um, you know the, we were together in October in in Harrison. And we had we had us a good time. We, or excuse me, September. We were in September, right be, right before October. And we had us a good time. And and uh, one thing the Lord said uh, through the message He gave me uh, was, "We can't stay here." And um, that rings in my spirit right now in this moment. Uh, this is a part of being led. A part of being led is you can't stay here. That's a part of, of being led. Now, I'm not going to preach that message again, although I could. It was really good. I'd like to hear it again myself, and I will hear it again. But um, the Lord is uh, good to us and good for us. Uh, shameless plug, man. Go check out the new website, man. We updated Merle Ministries International, the website. Uh, someone sewed that into us. So go to www.merleministries.com. Check out the new site. The Lord's doing good things, and he's doing it in our lives. And uh, there's there's breakthrough and anointing uh, that the Lord has. So uh, I like to do some housekeeping every time I like to speak. I like to say something in, before I speak, you know. And I'm reminded of uh, Nahum chapter 1, verse 7. Your pages are stuck together. Don't even try it. <laughs> Nahum uh, 1, verse 7. It says, The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. And he knows them that trust in him. Uh, this Nahum 1.7 says the Lord is good. He's a stronghold in the day of trouble. And he knows them that trust in him. Uh, there's never been any guarantee that you won't have trouble. I'm pausing for effect. There's, there's, no, there's no verse in the Bible that says you'll never have any trouble. There's no verse in the Bible that says that you'll never experience sickness or disease or financial lacking. But there are scriptures that says by his stripes you were healed. There are scriptures that says my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You know, your faith, faith is given to you for two things. You need two things in order for your faith to work. You need a promise and you need a problem. You need two things in order for your faith to work. You need a promise and you need a problem. Jesus said, if you have faith, you talk to that mountain. So in other words, faith, faith is given to us to combat problems that we face. And it works by love um, that we are know that uh, our God loves us. And therefore, he's taking care of us in the day of trouble. There's no verse that tells you that you won't ever have trouble. But Nahum 1, 7 says the Lord is good and a stronghold in the day of trouble. And he knows them that trust in him. So no matter what trouble you face, he's good. And he's your stronghold in the day of trouble. Uh, Well, if you want to know what the Lord told me about 2022, go to John chapter 6. 
The Lord told me, I don't do this often, you know. I'm not Brother Copeland. I'm not Jerry Savelle. I'm not, I'm not any of those guys, man. Praise God for him, but I'm not, I'm not. That's not what I do, but he did give me something. I recorded a podcast called Willingness is Greater Than Readiness. Willingness greater than readiness. And in the middle of that recording, it's not released yet, but in the middle of that recording, the Lord, I just had this down as a part of my message or podcast. And the Lord said to me while I was doing that, that that's the word for 2022. So once you listen to that podcast, you'll know why they, they were, I was interrupted mid-podcast. But anyway, John chapter 6 and verse uh, oh, 16. And now when evening was come, his disciples went down to the sea and entered into a ship and went over to the sea towards Capernaum. It was dark. Jesus was not come to them. And the sea rose by reason for of a great wind that blew. So when they had rowed about five and twenty or thirty four uh, furlongs, they say they see Jesus walking on the sea and drawing near unto the ship, and they were afraid. Verse twenty, and he said unto them, It is I, be not afraid. In verse twenty one, then they willingly received him into the ship, and immediately. The ship was at land, whether they went. Uh, somebody say they willingly. They willingly received them. In 2022, there will be great storms that arise in our lives. Oh, man, I tell you, that's very encouraging, right? I mean, I'm encouraging you now, man. There will be great storms that arise in your life in 2022. There are going to be some things that happen that's going to shake culture. It's going to change things. Things are going to come out about people that you respect that is going to change things. This is what the Lord said. I'm, I just work here. And in what you and I are called to do, though, is in the midst of the storm, listen for his voice. He said, it is I be not afraid. When they heard his voice, it said, then they willingly received him into the ship willingly invite and receive Jesus into whatever your boat is for 2022, wherever direction you're going in 2022, when that storm arises and it will not if when receive hear from him, receive that word willingly act on it and you'll immediately get to the other side. That's what happened. Verse 21, they willingly received them into the ship and immediately the ship was at the land where they went. 2022 is the year of, of great grace. Great grace was upon them all, but it's also going to be in the midst of great turmoil and storms. But the greater the storm, the greater the grace. Micah alluded to that earlier by the Spirit of God. Does that make sense? Does that, does that bear witness? That's, that's what I, the Lord told me about 2022. So... I'm not so looking forward to the storms, but I would know I can hear from him. And it's when I hear from him and willingly receive and do what he tells me to do, we'll be on the other side. That's what I'm saying. So don't be afraid of the storm. Just listen for him. Hear Jesus. Hear ye him. And then follow what he says. John 10. We, we can't talk about being led and not go to John 10, man. I tell you. 
there's more land for us to possess. I'm excited. Uh, I guess I'll announce it here. Uh, we're doing Spirit Wind Conference right here uh, later on this month, uh, weather permitting. And uh, that's January, was that the 24th, I believe, through the, let me see really quick, 27th? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Thank you, Micah. Uh, anytime I'm close by Faith Life, I ain't doing nothing on Friday night. You know, so I, I wasn't born last night. So, um Anytime I'm near uh, my spiritual father and them, I'm going to leave that alone. Friday is, is set apart. So we'll be here Monday through Thursday. Rick Johnson's going to speak. Uh, we've got uh, Chris Jacobs is coming back. He's going to speak. And um, that's, that's going to be fun. So it's uh, the 24th through the 27th of this month. Uh, every night, I believe we said, what time do we say, Micah? What? Six thirty. Okay, six thirty. Yeah, fine. Okay, cool. It may be six thirty, maybe seven. Just look at, look on the website. We'll we'll post it up there. We'll we'll figure all that out. So, um, uh, Micah's going to speak, and then I'm going to speak. Uh oh. But anyway, it'll be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be fun. It'll be all right. It'll be fine. <laughs> You'll live. <laughs> so, um, John ten, and we'll start here. And we've got um, we got five Spirit Wind conferences next year. Five: Hollister, Atlanta, Virginia, California, uh, and we'll go back to Harrison at some point. And there there will be a sixth one, but it'll probably be twenty twenty three. Um, we're going to Tulsa, Oklahoma, and so that's that's going to be fun. We're going to be with John Smithwick. Uh, Global Ventures at their place, their headquarters. We'll have us a meeting in Tulsa, Jerusalem, as they call it. That's what they call it, Tulsa, Jerusalem. All right, John 10, 1 through 5. All righty. Jesus says here, Most assuredly, I say unto you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way. Somebody say some other way. The same as a thief and a robber. I'm doing a podcast about immigrants. And um, that's the verse that the Lord gave me. Uh, I'm not opposed to people coming in, but use the door. Don't climb up some other way. The same as a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers." When he says to hear, it literally means to hear God's voice, which prompts him, the person hearing, to birth faith within. That's what that means. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word, right? So that's what he's talking about. Let me, let's go to Luke 17. I I saw something I hadn't seen before. And uh, it'll make sense in in Luke Luke 15, Luke 15, uh, 4 through 7. And I'm excited about my time with you. I'll give you a title later on uh, for, for it. But um, Luke 15, 4 through 7. Everybody listening uh, on, the, 
on the internet, we, I want to say what's up to you guys as well. The Lord is good uh, right where you are. You can be blessed by the word. Grab a Bible if you're able, and uh, let's just have fun in the word. Amen. Uh, Luke 15, there's answers here. Luke 15, 4, it says, uh, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, what does he do? He lays it on his shoulder. Somebody say he lays it on his shoulder. Rejoicing, he says, and when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep, which was lost. I say to you, likewise, there will be more joy in heaven over the one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine just persons who need no repentance. Why do I bring this verse up? It says that when he finds them, what does he do? When he finds the sheep, he puts them on his shoulders, right? So this is an idea of being carried, correct? Is this not right? And this is an idea of those who have been lost being carried. Let's join this with John ten sixteen. Going back to John 10 and verse 16. And he says, and other sheep I have, which are not of this fold. Them also, in John 10, verse 16, says, Other sheep I have, which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. Let me say this. Hearing God isn't something you do as someone you are. Hearing God is not something you do as someone you are. If somebody says, you know, you know, you got to do this, you got to hear from God. No, that's that's who you are. It's an, it's an eight. It's, it's inherent. When you are a part of this sheepfold, you hear. It's that simple. You may not listen. You may your listening ear may need to tune up, but you hear. That's a part of it. You're of the sheepfold, so therefore you hear the voice in the story. But the Lord spoke this to my heart, and I wrote it down what he said, joining Luke 15 to this verse in John 10, 16. He said, this is what I believe the Lord said to my heart, and I don't say that lightly. Many of my people want to live like the sheep described in Luke 15. They want me to carry them on my shoulders throughout their whole existence in life. But the good shepherd carried you into the sheepfold so you could hear his voice for yourself. You're not carried by my spirit. You're led by my spirit. You're not carried by my spirit. You're led by my spirit. He said, I'm going to read it again. This is what he said. Many of my people want to live like the sheep described in Luke 15, wanting me to carry them on my shoulders throughout their existence in life. But the good shepherd carried you into the sheepfold so you could hear his voice for yourself. You're not carried by my spirit. You're led by my spirit. Why do I bring this up? Because that's what a lot of Christians are doing. I've never seen that. I've never connected Luke 15 to John 10 before. Never seen that. That was spirit of God. I can't take credit for that one. Now, there's a couple I'll take credit for. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> can't take credit for that one, right? So what is he saying here? There's a lot of Christians who want God to carry them. Well, you know, if the Lord wants me to do that, then, you know, he'll, we'll, he'll get around to it. 
They want God to carry them on his shoulders. But he said, the, uh, he, he carried you on his shoulders, right? So got the sheep on the shoulder, bad, bad, sheep on the shoulders, right? Carried you in the sheepfold. Then he puts you down and you're in the sheepfold now. And then when he, then he does this. Come on. He's not, he's, but, but we, but we, we've, I've done this before. I didn't even realize I was doing it. I want him to carry me into my purpose, into my destiny. Why don't you just carry me into that business that you called me to? Why don't you just carry me into that relationship that I want to be in? Why don't you just carry me into the ministry that you called me into? But he brought me out. Yeah, he's done some supernatural things to get you to where you need to be. You couldn't save yourself. So he had to carry you into this sheepfold. But once he carried you in, he expects you to hear for yourself. He expects you to hear. Galatians 5.18, one of my favorite verses in the Bible. Galatians 5, verse 18. Does it make sense so far? Uh, man, God, why don't you carry me? He said, I'm not, you're not carried by my spirit, baby. You're led by my spirit. Luke 5, verse 18, great passage of scripture here. If you're led by the spirit, you're not under the law. Well, what does that mean then? So what if you're not led by the spirit? Well, you're, you're under the law. See, you, you're carried into the sheepfold, but if you're trying to live by laws and trying to live by how it used to be what well what what does that open you to though uh it opens you to the curse because the law came with the curse i wonder if that may be why some believers are under a curse because they're not led one second one second one second listen that's pretty good elijah you're doing pretty good don't stop Keep going. All right. Ah, sometimes you got to aim big yourself, man. Yeah, you didn't, Ben. You didn't. You didn't. John 10, verse 27. We're going to talk about some things here, but I'm going to share a couple of stories as well about being led. I don't want to teach just to teach, right? I mean, I can listen to any podcast I've done. They're pretty good if I want to hear myself teach. The Lord helps me. But uh, I I encourage you, though, if you haven't heard the podcast, The More Excellent Name, if you haven't heard that one, and if you have heard it, listen to it again, because Michael was talking about the name. And in that, we discuss how every name of God is summed up in one name, Jesus. And we go through. So greater than podcast, man, The More Excellent Name. What was the last podcast? we? Oh, never mind. That last podcast I released is a little... With Jesus on the Gulf Stream, yeah. Okay. All right, let's get back over here because that was, all right. You'll be surprised the kind of stuff I hear. But anyway, John 10, verse 27, bless God. What, what does he say? He says, my sheep uh, hear my voice. I know them, watch this, and they follow me. Huh? Are they, they're carried by me. I just carry them through life. No, that's not what he says. I know them and they follow me. When he says they hear my voice, that means that you're receptive. You're able to hear. When he says they know me, that's that's intimacy. And when he says they follow me, that's volunteering your obedience. That's a three-point message right there. I guess we're done. I gave you the three points. Now, all right, let's keep going. Psalms 32. 
We're, we're, I'm going to tell you the title of the, the message. You guys who are listening to the podcast uh, for Taney, you guys already see the, the title, but these folks in here don't know it. <laughs> so we're going to keep the suspense for a little bit. It's not that crazy. So uh, Psalms 32, 8 through 9. There, people want to be carried by the Spirit, but he, you're not carried by the Spirit. You're led by the Spirit. I tell you, some people ain't going to like that, Danny. I mean, but anyway, and if you're not led by the Spirit, you're under the law, which means you're under the curse, which means that's why stuff's messing up in your life, because you're not led. You over there, you over there, and then you're over there trying to please God with your confessions. You're over there trying to please, and he's, and he's telling you, well, why don't you go over here to that church faithfully? No, nah, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not going to go over there. You said, uh, Lord, that, that, you know, you're with me. You, you never leave me or forsake me, so I don't need to go. Well, he told you not to forsake the assembling of yourselves together. That's what the enemy's been attacking for a couple of years, as we see, is the assembly gathering together. You know, well, you know God, no, nah, I don't believe you're going to protect me. Well, he told you not to go to that place, but you won't go there anyway because you want to see Pookie in them. And God told you, never, he, I, he told you not to go. And then you want to find out how come your car got totaled. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, listen, I, listen I, I, this ain't my church, so I'll just come in here. <laughs> and I'll just tell it like it is. It dipped. Dip. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Psalms 32, 8 through 9. He says, God's talking. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. But what he, watch what he says. Don't be like the horse or like the mule, the mule, which have no understanding, which must be harassed with a bit and bridle. Else you will not, else they will not come near you. The Passion Translation says it like this. I will stay close to you, instructing and guiding you along the pathway for your life. It's like a picture of um, the famous movie in in a good Christian household facing the giants, right? Uh, if, if you're in a, from a good Christian household, it's a famous movie. Which is fun fact, my dad, my dad didn't, uh, we saw that movie in the theater years ago. And my dad didn't want to go see it. He's like, I don't want to see that mess. You know, dad, you know, dad, he's, he's, he's a strong believer. He don't want to just go see anything, you know. I'm like, man, dad, give it a chance. We come out of that theater, woo, let's go see it again. <laughs> yeah, but, he was excited about it. Facing the Giants. But you remember that scene where uh, the football player is on his knees, right? And he's telling you, don't quit. Don't quit. Well, that's the spirit of God. He said, I'll guide you along the way. So he's beside you. He's called alongside to help. That's what the Holy Spirit means, right? But he's not the Holy Spirit that was sent to do it for you. I'll stay close to you, instructing you and guiding you along the pathway for your life. I'll advise you along the way. This is the Passion Translation. Lead you forth with my eyes as your guide. So don't make it difficult. (laughs) Don't be stubborn. Watch this. When I take you where you've not been before. Don't make me tug you and pull you along. Just come with me. That's all he's asking. But he's saying, I don't want to carry you on my shoulders. I did the part that was difficult. I saved you. I've already healed you. I've already provided. I've done all the things you couldn't do. I carried you in my shoulders and I brought you into the sheepfold. Now follow. 
Because I'm not, because if you don't follow, you're just under the law. You're no different than the Old Testament. You're no different than them. Who are all, they were always subjugated to whatever the, the prophet was saying. I wonder if there's any people who are just subjugated. Their faith only rests on what a prophet says. I'll let, I'll let that God sometimes you gotta let that let it burn. You gotta let you gotta let you get you know what I'm saying? Where you put the you know when they put the the, the, the sign on the, the animal right, they let it you got you gotta burn it in. Yeah, anyway. You gotta let that burn in. I wonder if that's true though today. I wonder if there's any folks who all their all their faith just rests on whatever the next prophet so and so says. Instead of being led by the spirit. I wonder if that that sounds like something that sounds scriptural what they're doing. But that's that's the law. That's not that's not the new covenant. I don't my faith doesn't rest on what Hank Kuhneman says next. My faith doesn't rest on what Kenneth Copeland says next. I'm led by the spirit. Thank God for Miss Billy Brim, but I'm not waiting for her next little prophecy. I don't, I don't, I don't negate that. They're, they're men and women of God, powerful, called, anointed. But I'm not going back to the law. And they wouldn't want me to either, right? Anybody you respect that's worth their salt in the kingdom that understands the things of the kingdom will tell you, judge this. Let this does this bear witness in your heart? What I said earlier at the beginning when I said what I said. I said, does this bear witness? Because I've seen that my elders say that. Let that bear witness in your own heart. You see what I'm saying? But there are so many people who they want, they got their post notifications on just to know what the prophet's going to say next. Well, I got a more sure word of prophecy. Isn't that what, am I not, am I quoting scripture or am I not? Anyway. Psalms, uh, we were here in 32. We're going to go to Isaiah 30. Well, let me read that to you for time's sake. You go to Acts 17. For time's sake, I'm going to read Isaiah 30 and, and 21. Christian, you're in trouble for your phone going off, by the way. Anyway, just kidding. You, you saw, you, you saw it, that man's playing Gallica. You probably didn't notice, but we did. Isaiah 30. Verse 21 is what I'm going to read. You guys are going to Acts 17. Uh, God's talking about, through his prophet. and He says, your ears will hear a word behind you saying, this is the way. Walk ye in it. Whenever you turn to the right hand or whether you turn to the left, God's not doing it for you. But he noticed that I'll direct you when you're in motion. Let me say it like that. I'll direct you when you're in motion. When you turn to the right hand or to the left, right? I'll direct you when you're in motion. And he says you'll hear a word. That word, word in the Hebrew is also translated cause. It's the same thing David said. Is there not a cause? Is there not a word? You'll hear a word behind you saying this is the way. Walk ye in it. Shout out to the Mandalorian. All right, um, Acts 17 and verse 28, Paul says this, For in him we live, we sit still, and have our being. Is that, is that what that says? 
No, that says in him we live and move and have our being. As some of your prophets have said. Why do I say that? Because that word move literally means to set in motion. We are in the Father, we live in the Son, but we have motion and we make progress in life by the Spirit. We're in the Father, we live in the Son, we have motion and make progress in the Holy Spirit. Now turn and find a neighbor and tell him the title of my message today. Tell him your direction. I, I need to hear you guys. Come on now. Your direction. Is in the intersection. The title of the message is Direction in the Intersection. Direction in the Intersection. Proverbs chapter 1. I'm having fun. I'm enjoying this. I like it myself, you see. So it don't matter if you don't like it, because I like it. <laughs> oh, man. Proverbs 1, I'm not, I don't want to be under the law. Jesus, he, he fulfilled it. By the way, he didn't, he didn't kill it out. He didn't cancel it out. He simply fulfilled it. So you could try to live by it if you wanted to, because there are still people today that do. But you could just believe in the one that fulfilled it and then just live a great life. Hebrews calls it the new and living way. I got a podcast that asks a question, can a non-Christian go to heaven? Oh, man, that was a controversial one. That's one of my favorites. It was so controversial. I had folks texting and calling me. Oh, man. But anyway, the, the answer uh, to the question is, in theory, if someone lived by the law, long continuous and doing good, and they did what it said, yes, they would go, in theory. But it's not the theory that makes it, it's the doer. That's what he says in Romans 1. It's the doer that's justified by the law. But why don't you do this instead? There was a dude that lived 2,000 years ago who went about doing good and healing all that oppressed the devil for God was with him. He had long continuance in doing good. And if you believe in him, you get in on that covenant and then boom, there you go. You don't have to stand before the judgment seat with sweat running down the back of your leg. Wondering if you got everything right. Because you just believed in the one that had long continuance in doing good. So anyway, that's free. I won't charge you for that one. We're running a special today. <laughs> New, Year's and every, New Year's Day and everything. All right. Happy New Year, by the way. I didn't say that. Happy New Year, man. The Lord's good. We're going to have a good year. Proverbs 120, uh, verse 20. Wisdom calls aloud outside. She raises her voice in the open squares she cries out in the chief con concourt courses at the openings of the gate in the city. She speaks her word. How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? For scorners delight in their scorning and fools hate knowledge. It's at turn, he, she goes on to say, at my rebuke. Surely I'll pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you because I've called and you refused I stretched out my hand and no one regarded. No one moved when I said something, when I gave direction. Proverbs 8, verse 1 through 4. Does not wisdom cry out and understanding lift up her voice? She takes her stand at the top of the high hill beside the way where the paths meet. 
the intersection. She cries out by the gates, by the entrance of the city, and the entrance of the doors. He calls, she calls her voice to the sons of men. This is where paths converge. Let me say it like this. Wisdom cries out in the streets. It does not cry out while you're in your seat. Wisdom's out there. Wisdom's not in here directing you. You got to go out and do something. Well, see, a lot of people, they still want to be carried. They want that old covenant. They want to say, well, you know, we'll just follow whatever Moses says. That's what he said. That's what he said. That's right, Ben. That's what they told Moses. You go talk to him. We we don't want to deal with him. We don't want to talk to him. I don't want to deal with him today. Right? (laughs) You go talk to him. Let me turn on victory. (laughs) You go talk to him, Brother Jesse. Turn on victory today. You go talk to him. Let me... Let me let me turn on Greater Than Podcast today or No Contempt and Taney Podcast today. Let me turn that on today. There's nothing wrong with that. That's great. This will all encourage your faith, right? Uh, all these podcasts, these ministers that I've named, we're all here to do that, to minister faith, to minister that to you. But there is no substitute for the Spirit of God. There's no substitute for you being led for yourself. They're saying, you go talk to them. They want to be carried. They want, man, what's the partner letter say this month, man? And there'll be something good in there, I'm sure. Great. You got to be led for yourself. He brought you in this sheet, folks, so you can hear for yourself. All right, a couple more verses, and then I'm just going to tell a couple stories about being led. Uh, You go to uh, Proverbs 16, and I'll read Proverbs 20 and verse 24. It says, a man's steps, in Proverbs 20 and 24, are of the Lord. How then can a man understand his own way? A man's steps are of the Lord. How then can a man understand his own way? Proverbs 16, verse 9, this is one of my favorites about being led and and, and things of that motion and things of that nature. It says, a man's heart plans his way. But the Lord directs the steps. There's always your part and there's God's part. Always. What's what's my part? What's my part? Well, I'm going to plan my way. What's the Lord's part, though? He's going to direct my steps, right? So I'm planning for conferences this year, right? But I'm believing for the Lord to direct my steps. Do you see that? You see what I'm saying? I'm planning to do something, right? But I want the Lord to direct the steps of it, the details of it. You know, the Holy Spirit, God can't steer a parked car. I think you've heard that a couple of times somewhere. I don't know. Maybe I know I didn't come up with that one. Does this make sense, though? I don't want to be just up here saying stuff. Just, I mean, I look good, but I just don't want to be up here just saying stuff, just say stuff. Uh, you can plan. Okay, let's look at this 
uh, in the Bible, and then I'll tell stories, okay? Uh, Acts 16. Let's look at this in the New Testament, right? Because if we're led by the Spirit, we're not under the law. Let's look at it in the New Testament. Acts 16. Acts 16. When you have it, say, I have it. We're having a good time. I enjoy it. Uh, Acts 16, verse 6. Here we go. And he says, uh, when they are going through uh, that place and the region of the other place. I'm not going to take out time to do all that. That takes extra time. I got to pray in the spirit. They were, watch this. They were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. All right. They came to this other place and they tried to go. But what happened? The spirit did not permit them. What a way. So you're telling. So wait, time out, Paul. Hold everything. You're supposed to be the apostle like the like you're like we talk about all time. Great. The goats like there's Jesus and then there's Paul. Right. I mean, that Jesus way up there and then Paul's way down there. But it's still that's that would be considered the tier. That's the tier of apostles. Right. And so you mean to tell me you didn't pray about that before you went? You mean, you mean to tell me that why didn't you pray about it before you went to go and then the Holy Spirit would have not. So you mean to tell me you planned something and you plan to go somewhere. But the Lord in directing the steps said, don't go there. But he didn't pray about planning. There's so many people that are praying about planning. Don't pray about planning. Plan. That was better than how you responded, but that wasn't in my notes either, too, because that just, that was just. You don't have to pray about planning. You can plan for it, right? But when when you're going out and making the steps, they were taking the step to go. Do you see what I'm saying? And the spirit said, "Uh uh-uh. What is this revealing to us? Well, God leads more by red lights than he does green. God leaves more by red lights than he does green. You know, you can go throughout your life and do what you feel like the Lord's telling you to do or planning stuff out, right? And this means, this reveals to us, Paul did whatever he wanted to do. He went wherever he wanted to go to preach the gospel because that was the call. That's the directive. So I have the directive word. So I'm going to go do that. He went anywhere and everywhere except... When the spirit of God said, don't do that. This is how you and I are supposed to live. The first time I remember being led by the spirit. uh, Well, the first verse the Lord ever spoke anything to my heart about was Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, all that good stuff. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a future expected in right the lord spoke to my heart i think i was 12 something like that the lord spoke to my heart and said elijah i can't give you an expected in if you're not expecting that's the first thing the holy spirit ever said to me and the first verse that he ever spoke to me another time when i was led we were in youth back in those days the golden days of youth man i tell you that was it back then uh we were in youth and miss phyllis wasn't showing up as much i didn't know why but, of course, Sarasota Church was being built and all that good stuff. 
And so I didn't know why. And then we were talking about prayer in youth one time. And I was like, okay, cool. And the Lord said, Elijah, he brought me to a verse where Paul says, pray for us that, that we would come to you shortly, that we'd come see you. So the Lord said, Elijah, pray that Miss Phyllis will come see you all shortly. I said, okay, I'll, I can do that. So I prayed. I said, Lord, I'm asking you that Miss Phyllis come. We can see her again shortly. And then, of course, if you, if you grew up going to youth, the telltale sign that Miss Phyllis was going to be in youth is the box of Kleenex. That would be right by that chair, that particular chair. When you saw the box of Kleenex, you knew it was going down. <laughs> that's, all, that's all you knew. Be on your best behavior. It's about to go down. Oh, thank you, Ben. And so I get all worked up. I start sweating. I start glistening with the glory. <laughs> but, um, uh, is that a manifestation? No, that's not a manifestation. That's just that's perspiration. <laughs> but, um, but anyway... I messed myself up. I don't know where I was now. I was Miss Phyllis. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is not my message, but anyway. So Miss Phyllis is there, you know, and the, the box of Kleenex is there. I heard from God. I was led. See, you know, the Lord, the Lord already knows what he's going to do. I found that the Lord already knows what he's going to do, but he comes and tells you to do this thing because it's going to help your faith. But he already knew Miss Phyllis was going to be there whether I prayed or not. I believe but he said, you know what? She's going to be there. This is going to help his faith. So, hey, okay, cool, sure. And I come over here, ah, there's Miss Phyllis. You see what I'm saying? That's not always the case, but I found that, that in your heart you'll know when that happens like that. And so that happens. It's a blessing. And then we get to, we, we're coming up tears. And then I, I was like, okay, Lord, I want to get a job. And so... I was like, okay, let me be led on how where I want to get a job. So there was a place in, in uh, Tanger or Tanger. I don't know why people say Tanger, but some people call it Tanger. Um, they do. Whatever. I call it Tanger. Uh, you know, your truth, their truth, all that. Nah, nah, nah. We won't, <laughs> we won't get into all that. We'll stay with the truth and it'll, you'll stay free. But anyway. So we, over in Tanger, there was a place called Crabtree and Evelyn. And uh, it, was bath, it was like Bath and Body Works, but better. That's what I'm supposed to say. And so, which it was, it was, it was, in my opinion. And so I, the Lord, I was praying. I said, Lord, should I apply? The Lord said, I'll be with you in this endeavor. That's what he said. I'll never forget it. And so I, I applied. And then I start working there. Several Faith Life people worked there. And those, still, those people are still working together at a different place now. And so I worked there. There was favor there. And I learned a lot while I was there. You know, the Lord will have you work jobs. He'll have you do things that prepare you for what you're ultimately called to do. Whether you realize it or not. And um, so I was there and I learned how to um, communicate better while I was there. Learn how to do different things like that. And so it was a good time there. I, I enjoyed it there. And... Um, I remember there was this one particular day where I was, you know, scheduled to speak and different things. We did reviews and there was uh, reviews that would take place. And every month I, I noticed that every month 
I would be the top salesman in terms of percentage, percentage wise. And so because you had a goal and if you met that goal, you know, you get a little raise. And so every every month I would get a I think it was for about five months, six months, somewhere in there. I would get the highest one. Now, why do I bring that up? The Lord will lead you on how to sell. It's not all we try to make it all spiritual, but the Lord will lead you on how to sell. Like what a particular person would like, you know, if do you like botanical? Do you like how flower you want pomegranate or do you want citron? Like what? You know, you'd say he'll give you direction. And I bring this up to say this. When I was there is when the next internship was announced, not the one that Ben and Danny went to, but the next one was announced that they were Jeremy and Sarah Pearson's were taking uh, applications for. And so I'm like, okay, cool. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to go and sign up. And I was excited, man. I was with Jenna at the time doing Bible study. It was great. The Lord would meet us at Bible study, crazy stories of the Lord meeting us there. So I was, I was kicked off in, in faith and I was like, here we go. I'm going to sign up, right? So I signed up. It was great. It was fun. And then all of a sudden I got an email back while I was at Crabtree. So that's why I bring up Crabtree. So you know where I was. So I was there working. I looked up the email. And next thing I know, it says that my application was denied. Oh, man, I was hurting. I said, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Uh, I thought I thought this is what you called me to do. I thought I was supposed to be that. You know, you ever knew in your heart that you were supposed to do something? You were supposed to be somewhere, but it's just not working out. Uh, That's where I was at. And so I remember during that time, the Lord led me, right? There's direction. Where is it at, though? It's in the intersection. I got a decision to make. Am I going to be down in the dumps that I didn't make it? Am I going to get offended at a ministry, offended at people? Or am I going to be led at this intersection? Okay, I said, Lord, what do I do? He says, here's what I want you to do. Pray 15 minutes every day in the spirit about it. That's what I did. Later on, I got a text message from Jordan Hart. And he said, are you still interested in the internship? Well, his brother Jesse Duplan said, is, is the Pope Catholic? I mean, of course I'm still interested. Yeah, I'm still interested. And so anyway, uh, I had a phone interview. I'll never forget. I dressed up. I was wearing my, my red boots. I still got those red boots. I, I like those red boots, man. I was wearing my red boots and had an interview, and it went great. And they told me, all right, so uh, Southwest Believers Convention, we want you to be there for the 1440 when they speak and, and all that stuff. I think I was sitting by Danny. I think I may have been sitting by you that day. And um, so I was asked to go to the back. When I walked in the back, there's Jeremy and Sarah. The glory cloud came. There was angels. <laughs> oh, the, all the, the tabernacle was there. This is the holies of holies, man. I, was, you know, man. I said, put a rope behind me now. Make sure I come out of here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so I walked in there and, and um, put that rope around my waist now. Come on, all right, Danny, I need you to pull in just in case. So I went, I went back in there. If I'm not back in five minutes, okay, let me get off that. Let me get back. <laughs> but um, I went back there, and Miss Sarah said, you've been accepted to the internship. And tears filled my eyes. And um, Jeremy came up to me and told me something. But we're going to pause. You know how in a movie they'll show you the end of it, and then they'll pause, and the narrator will say, now how did we get here? And it will back all the way up to the beginning. That's what we're about to do here. So Jeremy put his hand on my shoulder. Now let's go back in time. 
So uh, the Lord said, pray 15 minutes every day. So I can do that. And that can also save you 15% or more in your car insurance. Just, just so you know. But anyway, well, that's what the Lord said, do. That's what I did. Then the Lord brought this verse to my heart. Uh, Proverbs 18. Uh, in Proverbs 18. This is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about stories of how the Lord has led me. I'm not saying I hear voices. I don't believe in all that. Um, I believe in an inward witness and an inward knowing. I know this is what I'm supposed to do. Um, Proverbs 18. We're going to look at verse 16 is where the Lord's brought to my attention. It says a man's gift. Makes room for him and it brings him before great people. A man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great people. That's the verse that God put on my heart. And he says, Any, and every time you see Jeremy, he said, put something in his hand. And so I, I did. I didn't always have money. Sometimes I put a mint in his hand. I hope he didn't think I thought his breath stink, but, but you know, that's all I had. So I, anytime I saw him put something in his hand, this is the verse I'm standing on. A man's gift, a man's gift. I told my mom, when it was all going down, I said, Mom, this is the verse. A man's gift to make room for. She said, okay, baby. All right, sure. Great. I'm like, all right, we're going to do it. And so I did it as the Lord led. Now, you, now let's go back to where we were. Let's get to this point. So I'm in there, the glory cloud, remember? And the, the angels were singing all that stuff. And Jeremy puts his hand on my shoulder. When Miss, after Miss Sarah said, you've been accepted. He looked me in the eye and he said, Elijah, you know, the Bible says, that a man's gift will make room for him and bring him before great people. He quotes to me the exact verse that the Lord told me to stand on. There was direction in the intersection. The Lord was directing me to this point, and he was giving me words. He was giving me direction. Now let's fast forward to Atlanta, how I ended up in Atlanta, real quick. I'm telling stories because this is how we're being led, right? So... Let me know if I'm boring. Just tell me. Hey, you're Elijah, you're boring. But anyway, so I'm, we're doing book tables, Ben and myself, in, in KCM, Kendall Copeland Ministries, Minister's Conference. And this man comes to our table, and he said that um, the ladies that normally do it, that work for the Pearsons, weren't there, you know, Courtney and Lauren. And so, but Courtney and Lauren told him, you ought to come to the book table. There's going to be two guys, and you'll, you'll love them. And he's like, oh, I don't know about all that. You know, I'm used to talking to you guys. And so he comes anyway, and. He meets Ben and I, and you know how Ben and I, we work the charm on him, man. We give him a couple of Bible jokes, and next thing you know, he's, he's hooked. And so we, we do a couple of Bible jokes and everything, and, and we have a good time. We laugh. And then next thing I know, uh, I get a phone call, and we meet up during a meeting here in Branson, and I have dinner with them and his wife, and he's, his wife is feeding their daughter, and she just says out of nowhere while she's putting food in her baby's mouth, hey, Elijah, you want to come and intern with us after the Pearsons? And this wasn't on my radar. This wasn't on my thing at all. This wasn't what I was going to do. I felt like I was going to be with the Pearsons for 10 years. I told everybody on my first day, 10 years. You know, the Lord was like, well, try half a year. You don't even get to fulfill a full year. Try that, which is pretty much how God works every time. But uh, anyway, that's funny. Think about it back now. That's that's just funny how the Lord He always does something. He does it differently. But anyway, I wasn't thinking about going there. But the Lord, I had that that inward knowing that this is the way to go. What am I saying? The, the sheep, the shepherd, put me down. Now he's going over here, right? Because he had to put me on his shoulders to get me into the Pearsons Ministries. Because I wasn't going to make it. 
in and of himself, but he gave Miss Sarah a dream. That's what she told me later on. The Lord gave her a dream, and she saw me there during a family night that they would do in Texas. And that's what got me in there. So the Lord carried me on his shoulder, but now he's putting me down. Now what? Now i got to be led. i got to follow his voice. So here in Atlanta, go over there. Miss Gloria says what she says. I got peace about it. We go. It's a great time. So I'm just, I'm led. Now the Lord leads me to help the, the, the Givens, is their name, William and Gloria Givens, to help them with their kids because they got four of them and they're all like close to age. And so I would babysit for them. They would take the little girl with them, but I would babysit the boys for them. And that wasn't, that wasn't always easy because they're boys and they're, you know how boys are. Boys will be boys. And so it was hard and it was difficult sometimes. And then I had people who would tell me, we go out to dinner, we go out and do things. Man, Elijah, you wasting your time with them kids. Why you go out and do something? Go see the town. The Lord led me to help them. Well, this is helping somebody. I'm telling you, you have to be led. Because, see, if you'll be faithful to what the Lord tells you to do, he'll get you somewhere and he'll get you there quicker. The Lord said to me when I was in Atlanta, or right before I went to Atlanta, that everybody's looking for a shortcut, but faithfulness is the shortcut. If you'll be faithful to do what God tells you to do, he'll get you there in less time. So I'm faithful and I serve as the Lord helps. Wasn't perfect, missed it several times. Did that in Texas, though. Did that before Texas, did that now. You know what I'm saying? We all, we miss it, but the Lord is faithful. Next thing I know is one of the last services before I leave to go to the next thing. And Pastor William's doing communion. I'm helping him. He said, and he looks up to me. He says, Elijah, the Lord put on my heart to ordain you as a reverend. Is that okay? I'll revert back to what I said to, about Jordan Hart and what he said. Like Brother Jesse would say, is the Pope Catholic? <laughs> of course that's okay. And so I ended up getting ordained. It was a great service. Man, you should have you been there. Man. We went to that service. We had it planned. Like, this person's going to say something, and this person's going to say something. But, bro, everybody wanted to grab the mic that was there and say something about me. And I was like, I don't want everybody to say something about me, but okay. It was, it, the Lord honored me is what I'm saying. There's an honor that Jesus talks about, an honor that comes from God. And so we had that meeting. We had that ordination service. It was amazing. Fast forward. Now it's time to start a ministry. I'm, I'm leading you up to where we are now. Now it's time to start a ministry. Now, I've uh, never done that before. But what, once again, the Lord put me on his shoulders. By the way, with the ordination process, they have a whole thing you're supposed to go through to be ordained at, at Buckhead. But the Lord told him to throw it all out the window and just ordain me. That's the Lord honoring you. That's shortcut by being faithful. And so I'm led. It's time to start a, start, start a ministry. All right, what I'm going to do, Lord? He said, write down 10 things you want to do after you get ordained. That's what he led me to do. He'll speak to you. The Bible says about David, the Lord made him understand in writing. Sometimes the Lord will have your right stuff and your understanding clicks. You'll see things that you didn't see before. This is about the tabernacle, the temple, the, the things that have to do with that. The Lord made him understand in writing. So he said, write down 10 things you want to do. The first thing I wrote down, I said, what is that? I just wrote it. It just came out of my spirit. Start a podcast. So it, I wrote it down. And then I, I saw a symbol in my heart, and it was the greater than symbol. I said, okay. So we'll call it greater than podcast. So I reached out to a couple of people. We got a design together. 
boom, there's the podcast. I pressed record on April 19th, I believe it was, 2019, and we started a podcast. Fast forward, 46, 48 countries later that have heard it, 104 episodes, here we are today. But once again, you have to be led. The Lord will lead you in your business, what you're called to do, but you have to be led for yourself. Spirit Wind Conference. Pastor William tells me before I leave, hey, anytime you want to come in to do a meeting, it's your place. The place is yours. Come on in. It's like, oh, that's a blessing. So I said, what am I going to call the, what am I going to call the meeting? Don't want to just have a meeting to have a meeting. The Lord brought John 3 to my heart. The wind blows where it wishes. What is this? This is being led. This is what I'm saying. As you go, as you're walking, come on now, the path of the just gets brighter and brighter. But you got to walk in order for that to take place. Man, oh man, I don't know how you feel about Michael Jackson, but he had that music video, Billy Jean. And when he would walk, that the steps would light up, right? As you're walking, the path gets brighter. Here's, what I'm, here's my encouragement to us. Do what the Lord's telling you to do. Be led for yourself. Don't be led by prophecies or this, that, and the third. Hear from him for yourself. Follow the path. The direction will come in the intersection. He will not steer a parked car. You got to have some motion about you. Does that make sense? Now, here's what I want to say as I wrap it up. The Lord wants to lead you where you haven't been before. He wants to take you where you haven't been before. But you've got to get rid of the fear. You've got to get rid of the anxiety. You've got to get rid of what I'm going to do about this, this, and the third. Seek first his kingdom, his righteousness, and all these other things that we worry about will be added to us. Instead of worrying, pray. Speak to the Lord. Prayer is the cure to worry. Speak to the Lord. I was led to do these things. And then I got, I'm like Paul in Hebrews 11. Time would fail me to tell about other stories. About how I was led to start a broadcast. And how the favor opened up. And there's a place that said, hey, come here. Start your broadcast right here for free. We're not going to charge you. Different things that are happening. But what if Elijah just sat on his hands saying, one of these days I'll go out to ministry. One of these days I'll start. You've got to move. You've got to go towards it. Make your plan. But be open to the Lord to direct the steps of the plan. Hey, thanks for listening to the Tanny Love Church podcast. For more information about us, visit us online at www.tannylovechurch.com. And you can also check us out on social media on Instagram and Facebook.